welcome to episode 70 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. <laughs> I just saw your eyes open really wide and just smile at the screen. So I didn't know if that meant I was supposed to go or you were supposed to go. So I meant you were, it meant you were supposed to go. <laughs> She's trying to change it up a little bit. She didn't want to do that. I was waiting for the point. It didn't come. I panicked. So I went, hi, everyone. I'm Heather. <laughs> 70 episodes in one day, we're going to figure out. When we figure it out, that that means it's over. The podcast is I was about to say, that's it. That's on the two of you. I'm not involved in this. (laughs) Talk about yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So today on episode 70, um, we're going to switch things up a little bit. And that is because life happens. And um, Charlotte's daughter, Nora, is feeling a bit under the weather. So she might have to duck out. At any moment, because <laughs> mom life. Yeah. That's just how that goes. That's how it how, happens. That's just how it goes. So hashtag mom life. Um, so we're going to do the Disneyland planning episode this week. And then next week, we will do our um, Disney Park Princess pajama party. So yeah. just, there we're very you, sorry it. for everyone who's disappointed and is probably already in their PJs. I know, but if that's the worst thing that happens to you today is that you're in your PJs. So if I could be in my PJs at 4 p.m., like. Right? I, yeah. It's a great day. Um, yeah. So, true fact, I'm still in PJs. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I, I have a really, I have really cute jammies um, planned for when we do that out that episode. So, it's not what you see. I put on a sweater. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to. I was like, wait, I have to put on real clothes. So I put on my um. My nice. number Oh, that's what it was. I couldn't tell. Just the top. Yep. Yeah, my mermaid sequin. Yeah, which I love. So I was like, all right, it's a gray, nasty, cold day outside. So I'm going to put on something a little cozy. Uh, all right. So Disneyland planning, we will get to that in a minute. Uh, but first up, some news. So if you have been on the internet at all, you have probably already seen this, but to the surprise of nobody, uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland both increased ticket prices today across the board, pretty much. So park hoppers, base tickets, annual passes, max pass in Disneyland. Um, and there's a million articles that have sort of the specifics and the percentages and how much every single item. We're not going to get into all of that. But bottom line, ticket prices increased. Here's what's important to know. If you already have a package that includes tickets booked, this didn't affect you. So if right. you booked your trip already, no need to email your travel agent or call Disney or it's only if, for example, you booked a room only and you hadn't purchased your tickets yet. Yeah, you're out of luck. You're going to pay the higher price. Yeah. Um, but if you've already booked a package, even with just the $200 deposit, you're fine. So don't I was work. telling Sarah before we started recording that the only reason I know that the ticket prices went up because I got panicked emails going, oh my gosh, do we have to pay the new price? Well, no. Yeah, it happens fine. every year. We get a million panicked emails. <laughs> like, did my price just go up? No, your price did not just go yeah. up. You are all set. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Unless you didn't buy tickets yet, in which case, yeah. And here is my PSA because I can't tell you the amount of people I get also going, oh, we'll just buy tickets later. I just want to do the room now. No, you don't just want to do the room now because things like this just surprise you don't even get it like a day warning it's just guess what more expensive now yep um yeah and for, and for some tickets like Ma- we'll use max pass because that's the one that we know specifically what exactly the price increased to um it is now 20 dollars per person per day um used to be 15 
started as 10 when they introduced it just a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's nearly doubled in price in just a few years. It's a big increase. Not even a few years. I think it's been one year since it doubled in price. And it is not worth it at $20. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that because that's today's topic. So (laughs) don't do it, people. Make the price back down. Wait. No. Well, that's it. Now you can stop listening because that's that's just ruined. But yeah, spoiler alert. (laughs) Well, also, I want to say, even if you don't have a package, but if you just have tickets, like you're staying off site, but you already bought your tickets for the dates you're going, then you're still good because you have the tickets. Yep. Um, yeah. So if you have an annual pass that you purchased but have not activated it yet, still good. Still Any fun. kind of tickets you've already put your credit card down on, you're good. All set. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, all right. So speaking of Max Pass, Smugglers Run, uh, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run is the official title, uh, at Disneyland is getting Fast Pass and Max Pass. So that's yeah. exciting. Uh, it already had Fast Pass at Walt Disney World. So uh, this is just at Disneyland. And we uh, have one. And we have one. Yay. (laughs) Um, And I will be dragging Sharla out of bed very early one morning. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe all three mornings. If we don't get on it. Depending on how it goes, it would be all three mornings. Um, All right. So just last week we were talking about how space 220, the new restaurant in Epcot was delayed, but it's okay because Regal Eagle at Epcot is, you know, opening on February 9th. It didn't open. (laughs) It didn't happen. That didn't happen. That has now been delayed. But we don't know for how long. So apparently it is still opening any day now and probably, hopefully, will be open for our trip. But I mean, we'll somebody, what's going on over there at Epcot? Like, get it together, it's kids. It's a restaurant. Yeah, it's a little little crazy. Um, but, you know, who knows? There's I, I don't work in the restaurant business, but, you know, I have some friends who do. And from what I understand, opening a new restaurant and, like, all of the different permits and licenses and everything, like, the bureaucracy involved in it and getting all of the you know, okay to open stuff is crazy. So yeah. it's probably just some weird, an outlet wasn't in a place where, the, you know, who knows, but. It could not even be on Disney's that's fault. What I'm or did, it's yeah. Pro- it's, that's what I'm saying. It's probably not even Disney. It's probably some governing. Yeah. So-and-so. Um, but we don't know that for sure. So just pure speculation on our part. Uh, anyway. All right. Moving on. Well, Hollywood Studios, the crowd levels for Rise of the Resistance have not died down every morning there is a mob to get into that park and so they have adjusted the extra magic hours accordingly and all of the extra magic hours for the foreseeable future at hollywood studios are going to be morning extra magic hours no evening extra magic hours for like months (laughs) yeah but Um, right there just still isn't working during extra magic hours but you can get in and get your place right yeah yes yep exactly i thought yep and then last but not least, um, while we're talking about Star Wars, everybody please take a breath before I say this and listen very carefully to what I'm going to say. Don't, <laughs> please try not to. Reservations for the new Star Wars hotel, the Star Cruiser, will be able to be made later this year. Just the reservations. The hotel is not opening later. We don't know when the hotel is opening, <laughs> except for sometime in 2021. That could literally mean December 31st, 2021. So at some point in the future, nothing has changed, basically. At some yeah. point in the future, we'll be able to make reservations for a hotel that at some point in time will open. 
That's it. That's all we got for you. Can we just say like that? What it was a non-announcement by Disney. Like it's the same stuff you've been telling us since 2017. Thank you for letting us know reservations will open at some point in the future. At some point, and we figured that (laughs) we we kind of guessed. But you can make reservations up to 499 days in advance, which means that we. I, I guess maybe the reason they did it is. Theoretically, we were coming up on like a 499 day mark for something in 2021 that maybe somebody thought might be significant. And I think Disney's basically saying like, no, not no, yet. Sorry, <laughs> we're not that's allowing me to work, <laughs> we're we're working yet. on it. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, based on absolutely nothing, my suspicion is it won't be until the last quarter of 2021. But Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the amount of work that they have to put in to not only build this, but then yeah. make sure all the details are right, come up with a script, get the cast members trained. Like, yeah. it's yeah. going to be. Let's awesome. look at how long they've been building Space 224. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take that and apply it to a hotel. <laughs> and that's just one restaurant you're at for like an hour. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. I, I'm very curious about this hotel. And I'm not even a, I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan, but it looks cool and all the stuff and everything. I'm just real curious on how it's going to go over with no windows and you know all, yeah. this, all this actual stuff that they're putting yeah. in. But it yeah, seems cool. It's, it's really hard for me to picture. I have the same reaction you do. Like, what yeah. do you mean no windows? Um, so I'm, I, I keep picturing, I'm dating myself here, but I'm 45. That's not a surprise to anybody. Anybody remember Buck Rogers from the 80s? Yeah. I don't know why I keep picturing the rooms looking... Heather, stop shaking your head. Um, <laughs> I keep picturing the rooms like as like something from like Buck Rogers or something. I don't know why, but anyway, yeah. um, I feel yeah. like it's just going to be like the inside rooms on the Fantasy, or like I'm sorry, I'm going to say another cruise line, but Royal Caribbean, how they do the virtual balcony, the virtual yeah, balcony. like that. Yeah, yep, that's my suspicion. Um, I do think it's it's a really interesting concept. Um, yeah. I you know. I don't know if it's 100% something I'm interested in, but I'm definitely fascinated by it. Um, and right. I, I would for sure consider it. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I feel like I would love to do it because I've told you before, like if it's anything like the Saved by the Bell murder mystery weekend, <laughs> like I'm all in for anything like that. But I don't, I'm not enough of a Star Wars fan to plunk down like a grand a night, which is what we're all predicting this is going to yeah. be. Um, And also, I am super affected by a lack of sun. Like, that's why I don't live in the Northeast anymore. That seasonal affective disorder, that's a real thing. Um, So I, like, I know it's only two nights, but I feel like even after a day, I might be going a little stir crazy. Yeah, that's that's sort of my thing, too, is, I I mean, although, I mean, you can go outside, (laughs) you know, you can go into Hollywood studios, Mm -hmm. so... You can get on that way, but yeah, I'm having the same sort of, it's, it's why I don't sail on inside staterooms on the cruise line. I have sort of a visceral reaction to not having access yeah. to natural sunlight right away. So, um, but who knows? We'll see. And also it'll be really interesting to see how the plans continue to evolve because yeah. Disney is famous for taking a concept and then sort of, you know, once they realize how expensive each yeah. little thing is, they're like, no, they don't really need that. They don't yeah. Need that. So we'll see. We'll t- chip away at it and guest feedback. And, you know, so we'll see. Anyway, that does it for the news this week. Coming up next, we are going to be talking about everything the Walt Disney World veteran needs to know for planning their first Disneyland trip. Stay tuned. All right. Let's get into it. 
Um, we had a listener who wrote in last week. I believe it was Maura, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so we said to her that this is going to be a whole podcast <laughs> because it's just too big of a topic to talk about in a listener Q and A. Um, by the way, we got a listener we got a listener question this week, and we're going to talk about it next week because it's kind of in keeping with our um, pajama party theme. So. Stay tuned. I was Heather and I were very excited about this question. And yes, I was like, please just let me write you a book about this. I was like, that's a full podcast. I added more to my collection this week. I'll, by next week, I'll let you know if they're good. Okay. All right. I'm gonna need all these um, okay. So we're going to talk about the differences sort of like in the pre-planning stages. And then what are the differences for touring? Um, all right. So let's talk about, first of all, how many days you need to effectively tour Disneyland? Like how long do you actually need to stay there? What do you guys think? Well, I think the most important thing to remember is the size of Disneyland. If you have gone to Disney World your entire life, you've been there a billion times, you know it's massive. And so the one thing I hear, I think we all hear from anybody who goes to their first trip to Disneyland was it's so small (laughs) and it is. It's very, very tiny compared to Walt Disney World. And I think my very favorite fun fact I like to tell everybody is that Disneyland Park can fit into the parking lot of the Magic Kingdom. So that is the the size difference that we're talking about. So you don't need the 10 days or the two weeks. It would be fantastic to go for that long, but you'd probably get really bored. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw... Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland and it was so funny because the owner of our agency actually I was with Becky and um, she made me cover my eyes as we went through you know the tunnels or whatever Mm -hmm. and And then she sort of you know itched me over to the end of Main Street USA and then pointed a camera at me and watched my face when I saw the castle and I went (laughs) (laughs) it's a little and you can't I must have said it very loudly in Disneyland. People get really mad. Oh my gosh. I was just going to go. I'm like, that That was my reaction the first time too. And I have yeah, a lot of friends bad. now that are like native Southern Californians. Yeah. And if you tell them that their castle is small, you better be prepared for at least yeah. 30 minutes about why it's really not that small, why it was designed to be that yeah. size. And it was never meant to be the icon yeah. of the park. And we have the Matterhorn and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just don't say it. They get very yeah. offended. Yeah, they get very offended. Um, but small real- does not mean bad. No, no, absolutely not. It's just, it, you're so used to sort of going like this. Yes. You know, and instead you just go, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just a different experience. It's not better or worse. Um, it's just but anyway. Different. It's just different. So, that's, all right. I mean, it's a fact that it's smaller. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> you can't argue with that. Not accurate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how many days do you think minimum a first-time visitor needs? Three days. I was going to say bare minimum three days. Bare minimum. Anything less than that, you are going to be very, very rushed um, because there, there are a lot more attractions in Disneyland alone than there are in the Magic Kingdom. So even though it's tinier, it has more attractions. Um, and then beyond that, it's just it's always busy here. I say it all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it. Disneyland is always crowded. So there is no slow time. So if you're giving your... I'm just going to say, though, you say that every single time, and then we got there in August, and where were all the people? They were at D23. <laughs> 
I, I guarantee you, I have a friend there today. I could text her right now and say, it's 10 a.m., what are the wait times? And it would probably be two hours already on Space Mountain, and half of the fast passes are going to be gone. So give yourself that three days just to relax, you know, and not feel like you're going to miss out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's how many days you need. Hold on. Uh, can I expand on that? Or are we going to go on to t- tickets in a separate? I was just about to do tickets. Okay. Sorry. As you literally, were. <laughs> I was literally about to say, so uh, to me, there is one thing when talking about tickets at Disneyland that is a non, this is not negotiable. This is exactly what I was going to say. So no. go for it. Do not, come, do not come to me and ask me to help you plan a Disneyland trip and tell me you don't want the park hopper pass. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's not allowed. <laughs> not with yeah. me as your travel agent because park hopping at Disneyland is, I can't even, <laughs> it's so different than Walt Disney World. Like I, have, I can't even get to describe it. I feel like I need to put this together for our YouTube channel because I have a video that I had done in the past and I'll have to like, I'm just going to have to go and do a new one. But I, there is a video of me standing in the middle of the Esplanade and going, this is why you need a park hopper. Behind me is Disneyland. Yep. Do, 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 do. Turn around in a half circle. There's California Adventure. It is less than 30 seconds to walk from one park. I, 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 filmed, I was the person 30. behind the camera who filmed that video. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it exists. I can find it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think we might have done, or I might have done on a previous trip, like a time lapse video of like walking from one to the other like they're so close there is no reason and i think this goes back to the size which i guess we didn't really expand upon but disney everything in disneyland is within walking distance and i'm not talking like beach club to epcot walking distance or contemporary to magic kingdom i mean everything is within a 10 minute walk so you could be at paradise pier which is disney's um lowest Price Point Hotel, and it is the furthest from the parks. And you can be in line at the gate at Disneyland in ten minutes. Yeah. You, you know, parks are within walking distance to Downtown Disney. All hotels are within walking distance from each other. Um, so to not have a park hopper is honestly the most foolish thing that anybody could do when they're going to Disneyland because. Yeah. When Disneyland gets crowded, and it always does, you can just up and go over to California Adventure and have yeah. much less weight on yeah. all the ride. Or even just, I mean, it's as simple as like, ooh, I think I'm craving, you know. Matterhorn a cor- macaroon. A, a Matterhorn macaroon or, uh, you know, one of the corn dogs from, you know. The Jack, Jack, cookie, num, num. There you go. And it's literally like, oh, well, you know, I've got a half hour before like my next Fast Pass or whatever. It's like, get your snack, turn around. You can go back to right where you were. It's so simple and so close. It's really, it's mind boggling for Walt Disney World fans mm-hmm. because we're so used to everything being so spread out. Walt Disney World is 40 square miles. It's like the same size as the entire city of San Francisco. So yeah, big difference, big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So tickets, again, three days. Park hopper is an absolute must. Now let's get into... This is technically touring, but I'm going to put it in here because it has to do with tickets. Now you can do your rant on MaxPass. Go. Guys. (laughs) 
I love my Disney experience, right? And when they came out with the Fast Pass Plus, and this is what, back in 2013, and I remember nobody likes change, so everybody was like, oh, we have to plan our Fast Passes in advance. This is awful. But then we all got used to it, right? And it's amazing. Even if you're not doing it two months in advance, if you live in Florida like I did and you're on your couch on Saturday night going, I really want to ride mine train, and you pull up the the app on your phone and you have a fast pass for tomorrow morning to ride mind train like that's phenomenal even better i don't like to have to go from tomorrowland all the way to frontierland to get myself a fast pass for splash mountain so i love my disney experience and when disneyland announced that they were doing max pass i was so on board and if you think that people just complain in general you have not met disneyland regulars or <laughs> because the amount of complaining that I heard around here about MaxPass, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like They hated it. Hated. But they were slowly starting to get on board. The problem is, is Disneyland is 90% local visitors. It's not the vacation destination that Walt Disney World is. So most of it is people get off of work and they feel like coming for dinner. They want to see the fireworks. Or, it, you know, it's just where they come after school to hang out. Uh, so they haven't really embraced the max pass thing, which is why it had to be charged for in the first place, because they did not like the idea of having to pre-plan their trips to Disneyland. Disneyland for them is just a last minute thing. We're, we're going for the afternoon and that's it. So to be like Disney World, where you plan two months in advance is never going to work here. So max pass became a thing that after you enter the park for the day, you can choose to purchase it if you want to. $10. You can still go get the free fast passes, just like you've always done. Just so, just so we're clear, Heather's talking about when it was first introduced. It's no yes. less than $10. No, we're, we're getting there. First introduced. This, yeah. this is how we're getting there. I'm sorry, guys. It just buckle in. It's We're in here for the long <laughs> haul. Um, so that really like the system really worked because it was nice like you know you're in there for a couple hours maybe you have family visiting and you want them to be able to see everything so you quick buy the max pass but then you come tomorrow and it's just you and you're kind of just there to wander around and if something's available you'll ride it and you don't have to get max pass but unfortunately not that many people were buying it because again they don't really care about that so it increased last year to $15 a day and now today we found out it's $20 a day as of right now as of this moment and to me that's obscene if I can get it for free in Walt Disney World I should be able to get it for free here I understand why we can't but it does not need to be $20 a day so that I don't have to be lazy and traipse across the park that's all yeah. I don't think it's worth it. I think it's a really fantastic system. I love it. I love not having to go from place to place to get a fast pass for $20 a person. That adds up and it adds up fast. I think it might be worth it if it actually worked on more rides than it does. Yes. Um, because like, for example, Disneyland in Fantasyland, they have no fast passes in Fantasyland at right. all. So um, that's something that you know, to think about when you're planning is you're just in Fantasyland. You're just gonna have to wait, and there's a ton of rides there that are awesome, <laughs> but you gotta wait for them. Yeah. And so, therefore, Max Pass is not going to work in Fantasyland. So, if you've got small kids, then it's not it's not gonna be a good deal for you, or you know, or you're like me and want to ride all the rides in Fantasyland all the time, which is yeah. what I want to do. So, um, it's yeah. just you know, there there is a value to it, but you have to 
decide if it's worth it for you and your family. It's worth it for me. Counterpoint to Heather. <laughs> I am super lazy <laughs> and I hate having to hoof it across the park in a hurry. And even at $20 per day, it's only three days that I'm probably going to be there. 60 yeah. extra dollars for me to not have to hoof it and to get photo pass included to me, it's worth it. So, yeah, but you also have to, there's not that many photo passes at Disneyland. Like I, even when I go like determined, I'm going to use a photo pass today. I see them in front of the castle and that's it. And then like maybe occasionally they have them by the waterfall in California adventure. And sometimes on route 66 in cars land, like it's mind boggling how little photo pass photographers there are here. Yeah. Still worth it. <laughs> so, it's so not, that, guys. Don't so, get it and make them bring the price back down. So, but our point is you need to investigate whether or not it's worth it for you. Can I so, tell, I'm going to tell you all a little trick for um, Max Pass 2. So if you do decide that you want to get it. Um, how, good of a, how good of a tip is this? Should we keep it for our Patreon VIPs? Um, I mean, I don't know. Okay. All right. That's because that's how much we love our listeners. I'm going to tell you, I don't, maybe it's not that exciting and you guys are going to be like, really? Who cares? <laughs> um, it, if, because there are still regular fast passes here, um, the quote unquote little perk of having max pass is that you get more times. So if you go to Space Mountain and see that it's only available from like 6.20 to 7.20, if you have max pass, it may be available at 4 p.m. So there's actually like more frequent fast passes available for max pass. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. So don't just take it at face value when you get up in your seat with the fast pass return time is. Don't just, you know, it's worth it to scan your max pass. No. Mm -hmm. Definitely. See, worth it. <laughs> Still not worth it. Not at twenty dollars. Not twenty dollars. Totally worth it. Uh, all right. So now we move on to choosing your hotel. So you've got your. You figured out what tickets you're going. You figured out how many days you need. Where are you going to stay? This is again really different because Walt Disney World has value, moderate, deluxe, deluxe, deluxe villa accommodations for their on-site hotels, and Disneyland has deluxe. That's all period. <laughs> deluxe. That's it. It's They're all deluxe. Um, but about a million and two good neighbor hotels at a variety of different levels. So um, we, I, we, of course, think you should stay on site, but that's just a Listen, me personally, I just, I like a nice hotel. I'm always going to stay at the Grand Californian also because I'm lazy. And so sometimes if I just want to go back to the pool, I don't want a 35 minute walk. I just want to go to my hotel and it's right there. But they're expensive. They're crazy. It's, it, really expensive. I blew Imagineer's minds one time. I was out to dinner with one of my girlfriends and she's, you know, was asking me about Florida because she's an Imagineer for out here. And I was like, it is more expensive for me to go five nights with just a hotel and tickets to Disneyland than it is for me to go to a moderate resort at Walt Disney World with tickets and dining for a week. And she like didn't believe me. And I'm like, let me pull this up for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and to show her. Yeah. Here, allow me I to get demonstrate. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. Not everybody can afford the Disneyland hotels. However, I would like to remind you all that we are a luxury travel podcast. So, yeah. I, for somebody who is used to going to Walt Disney World, and even if you're only staying, you know, in a value resort every time because you are convinced that it is only a place to lay your head, you are going to be very much culture shock if you come here and stay in a good neighbor hotel yeah. because yeah. 
they don't have the Disney theming. Yeah, it is. And I want to make sure that people are clear. There is a big difference between a value Walt Disney World hotel and a value, like a big difference and a value Disneyland Good Neighbor Hotel. We are talking motels, guys. Motels. Remember, even though they've been updated many times over the years, the majority of these places were built in the 50s when Walt Disney opened Disneyland, and they are motels, right? Like, people would road trip from Nevada, park their car, and this is, you know, that's the type of vacation that was popular back then. Yeah. Um, So we're talking square concrete pool in the middle of a parking lot with fence around it yeah now Not there are all of them don't get mad at that. me no. yeah there are exceptions to that you know there are some that do have sort of a little bit more of like kind of a mini water park like howard johnson or you know there's a few others that you know and you also want to be really careful about where that good neighbor hotel because almost all of them advertise themselves as being walking distance or you know you know located right across the street I have found some of those <laughs> to be, they get a little loosey-goosey, I think, with some of the descriptions on some of them. Well, because, sure, you may be located yeah. across the street, but you're still, like, a mile from the entrance. Yeah, you, you can't know? get there from here, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yes, it is true that there are many good neighbors that you can walk from. It's mm-hmm. how much do you want to walk? Because, you know, day one, bright and early, nice and shiny, a half-mile walk is nothing. But, like, day three, at the end of it, the thought of walking yeah. from the back yeah. of Disneyland Park to your hotel, just something to think about. So um, you can walk from some of them, not all of them, some. There's also the Anaheim Resort Transit that some good neighbors allow you to purchase, which is basically just a shuttle service between, you know, those hotels and the the entrance esplanade. Um, And you can, I I always, if somebody is staying in one of those hotels, I'll always add that into their um, package, the Anaheim Resort Transit if it offers it because it's worth it. It's not very expensive. No, it's and not. It, 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 and it's, and it's worth it. I have taken that um, one time when we were there for D 23 and we were way down at the <laughs> convention mm-hmm. center, I've taken it and it's, it's like just a couple of dollars. It's really cheap mm-hmm. yeah. and it's so worth it, especially at the end of the night. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think one thing, here's something that is, I think, worth it to most people to consider because, once again, once you see that price difference between a Disney hotel and a Good Neighbor hotel, um, I think the major benefit are the extra magic hours. Mm-hmm. And Disneyland is somewhat confusing in this sense versus Walt Disney World because when we go to Walt Disney World, we know that we're staying at a Disney hotel and we're getting extra magic hours. We're either getting in early or staying late at one theme park. Here, it's the same concept. Only Disney resorts get the extra magic hours. However, there are no evening extra magic hours. It's morning only, and each day one park is open one hour early. Sounds very much like Walt Disney World, right? Here's where it's going to (laughs) change. When you are doing extra magic hours at Disneyland, only Fantasyland and... um, Tomorrowland are open. The rest of the park is not open. You're not getting early on Rise of the Resistance. It's it's only those two lands. Um, And to confuse things even more, Disneyland offers something magic mornings. Now, these are open to anybody 
no matter where you're staying, whether it is a Disney hotel, a good neighbor hotel, or your aunt's house down the street. You only need to have a three-day ticket. So remember how we said three days was a bare minimum? This is why. Yeah. Because you want to have that magic morning. You get only one. There's only certain days of the week that it's available. I think because right now it's two, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Saturday, because I just looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. You get it's only it's Disneyland full- Park. Yes. It's not right. Only good at Disneyland. And it's kind of the same thing as extra magic hours. So you can get into only Fantasyland and only Tomorrowland. But remember how Charlotte said there's no fast pass in Fantasyland? That you go during one of your extra magic hours or your magic mornings and you hit all of those fantasy land rides, you're done before the rest of the, the crowds come in. Yeah. Um, so if you are that person like me who is up early and likes to get things done before people get there, no brainer. I'm going to Disney hotel yeah. because I'm getting into both parks every single day. It's not just one day. I don't have to, you know, schedule my trip around it and I'm doing Incredicoaster. I'm doing guardians of the galaxy. I'm doing radiator Springs racers yep. done before anybody gets in the park um you're not doing guardians of the galaxy i've done it a couple times i'll have you know (laughs) you hate that right i do i hate it so much but (laughs) i like it better than tower of terror and i have done it many times so much better than tower of terror yeah Yeah. um so that i hope that answers her question about rope drop because yes you need to rope drop um Um, if you well, can, I guess because, I, I want early. to double back to that when we get to the touring section because I yeah, we're gonna get to that. Okay, yeah, it's a little bit two different things to me. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into that. All right, let's let's go there. So let's let's go to rope drop. Um, do you have to quote unquote rope drop every day at Disneyland? No, but maybe. <laughs> I, I was about to say I don't think you need to rope drop every day at Disney World either. No. Like I don't think. I, very it rarely depends on what your touring style is, what your priorities are, what your you know. Look, if you're you're doing Rise of the Resistance, yes, you have to be there yeah. at rope drop. Like it's just, it's regardless of what coast you're on. Um, other than that, no, because you're going to be able to do your fast passes. How do you have five days? So it doesn't really matter if you get on everything in day number one and two. Who cares? You know, you, you take your time. Um, I would say be there before 10 a.m. because that's when the majority of the locals will get in just because it takes that long to get there from anywhere. In the <laughs> um, like, I'm not that's kidding. I'll leave, yeah. I leave here at, like, 8, 8.30, and I'm, like, the the amount of lines that are in the parking garages, and then you got to get the line for the bag check and line for the tram, and then you got to walk. I'm not in the park before 10 a.m. I'm just not, and I'm a morning person. So you don't really have to be at rope drop if you're staying there. Yeah. Um, Do I think it's worth doing one day out of your trip? Yeah. 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 Or, I mean, even beyond that, just do the extra magic hours. Find out what day each park is having extra magic hours and do your rope drop then because you're just, you're going to sail through 90% of the park before it gets crowded. And then you go back and you go swimming. Yep. Agreed. All right. So then her next questions were, what are your sort of must eat, must do, must watch, must ride 
for Disneyland. So now we get to get into the fun part. The must-eats. Um, yeah, of that's course we're starting part. with must-eats. <laughs> well, Maura, as we've said, I've written many, 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 many blog posts on this. Best snacks, the best lounges, my favorite restaurants. So go and read those because otherwise we'll sit here all day. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, again, Disneyland does snacks better than any Disney park in the world. Like maybe, maybe not Tokyo because Chengdu tail and popcorn, but like the snack, that snacking is where it's at out here. So Matterhorn macaron, the churros, the corn dogs, corn dogs are better than any place I've ever had them. So you have to get them. Um, Jack Jack cookie num num oh. over. Oh, he's so good. That's a so like, You have to get one. Um, what, oh, I love a Cheshire tail. That's back in, uh, not Pooh Corner, Critter Country, whatever the Winnie the Pooh gift shop is back there. Um, but just just discover the snacks. What are your guys' favorite snacks out here? Anything from Jolly Holiday. Yeah. Um, the Cookie Num Num, absolutely. Um, trying to think of in terms of snacks. Those are probably there's my a, big ones for snacks. There's a, uh, there used to be, I think it's still there, like a beehive dessert over back in Critter Country, um, the Hungry Bear. It's like oh. a cupcake with a beehive. Yes, but That's forget that. Forget that. <laughs> Churro She's funnel allowed cake. to like that. Churro <laughs> funnel cake. She's allowed to like that. You asked cake. me for my opinion. Did, did I you not cake. have the churro funnel cake with me in August? I did. It's really, really good. Um, but yes, but, that cupcake is still there. It was like yeah. a, it's, last time it was like a lavender honey Yeah, that's cupcake. Yeah, it's really there, good. Yeah. Um, I, but restaurants though, I like that hungry bear restaurant. Um, they've got this BLT that's unreal. And the problem is it's so far back (laughs) in the very back of the park that I often forget to eat there, (laughs) but it's it's really good. It's on the way to Star Wars though. It's on the way to Galaxy's Edge now. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like prime location. Yeah. It's good people watching now too for all the people like, hurry, we gotta go. Yeah. Um, (laughs) My favorite counter service in Disneyland Park is Plaza Inn. Yep. It's the only place I ever want to eat. It's delicious. Like they're famous for their fried chicken, but they also have a pot roast. That's fantastic. I always get the pasta, um, other yeah. counter girl sandwich, of course. It's amazing. Um, I wrote a whole blog post about this one too. Go remind me what I said. I don't know. <laughs> the Pacific Wharf cafe. I was about to say, I really like the, anything sort of in the Pacific Wharf area for, um, although I'm sad because they did, they did get rid of some of my favorite items over there, but that's all right. They change it often. Oh, the um, boardwalk so, pizza and pasta, but then also um, right next door is Paradise Garden Grill, where they, unless it's like the holiday season, they always have like a Greek-influenced menu. It's delicious. Yeah. Yep, that's yummy. The, um, the Cozy Cone um, has lots of food, food. there. Yeah. Cozy different is good food. Food. Yeah, a yeah. lot of options. And then across the street, or it is a street, but across the street is Flo's, the yeah. uh, the diner. That's really good in Cars Land. So. Yeah. Also at Grand Californian, the brand new, it's not new, it's been there, but they just redid it this summer, the uh, Craftsman Grill. That's a counter service, and it's fantastic. And you can do indoor seating or outdoor by the bar. And in the yep. evenings, they have live music, and you're overlooking the pool. And it's just the menu is incredible. Like it's just yeah. it's yeah. top notch. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, sit down quality, but it's a counter service. Yeah. Um, for table okay. service, I really like yeah. Steakhouse 55. Mm-hmm. Um, Tortilla Joe's. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lam- Tortilla Joe's. Guys, 
my this is my brand this is my favorite it's been my favorite since it's been open for a year the lamplight lounge i'm obsessed yeah. with it obsessed. they have a brunch sometimes it sometimes it's on the weekend sometimes middle of the week we don't really can't figure it out but then um normally they have a lunch and a dinner oh my gosh they have a sam salmon plt which is pancetta lettuce and tomato that is mind blowing mind blowing and then you also need to get the deviled eggs for the appetizer they also have a sushi roll there that's really good like it's just it's phenomenal that's yeah. my current favorite yep okay. yeah i'm trying to think what else oh the tea i really liked the tea that we did at yeah. steakhouse 55 too yeah. that was yeah that was really good I mean, um, naples is good too which is the pizza place really uh, good. there's really no i feel like for just the sort of theming of it i'm the food is okay, but I love Blue Bayou just for the Yeah, it's quintessential Disneyland. Yeah. You know, like if you've never been here, you kind of have to try to eat there. Yeah. Like it's but it, again, the food is like it's not as good for the price that you're going to pay there, which yeah. is fine, you're there for the but atmosphere. It is, it's very it's a very sort of magical mm -hmm. atmosphere. Yeah. I do like In it case that. yeah, in case you don't know, Blue Bayou is a restaurant that's in Pirates of the Caribbean and you if you're on the ride, you float through it and you can watch it. Kind of like if you're thinking in terms of Epcot at San and Helen and you, and you mm -hmm. watch the people eat kind of like that, but it's in the pirates area. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a cooler yeah. atmosphere. I yeah. think so. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. So that's must eat. Uh, so must watch. Let's talk about shows. Fantasmic. If you don't watch, you Fantasmic. have not seen Fantasmic until you've seen it at Disneyland. Guys, I'm going to, I'm going to say it and you can all email me and tell me how wrong I am, but I hate Fantasmic at Disney world. I, yeah. I, cannot tell the last time that I watched this is because we were there for a business trip and I had to like the last time I chose to watch Fantasmic at Disney World a good 12 years like I <laughs> yeah so be yeah, that's the thing beware because if you love Fantasmic at Walt Disney World and you go see it at Disneyland the it way was, it was meant to be it's yeah. gonna ruin it for you ruin and it for you forever yeah, yeah. because Fantasmic here is like oh it's yeah. incredible it was it was built for Disneyland, and when they were like, "Oh, this is great! We should do it at Disney World. Let's just build this weird stage," <laughs> and it it fits Something. so well yeah. where it is at Disneyland. It's on the Rivers of America, and it is unbelievable. So it will ruin Walt Disney World's version of it for you, just so you know. And it is different. There are different scenes. They make way more sense at Disneyland um, than they do at Disney World. Yeah. So I think the one complaint that um, Disney World veterans will have about Fantasmic here is the seating situation, which to me, like, I get it. I don't like to wait and, and you know, stake my spot for a parade. I, I understand that. But part it's part of the charm here. Like, it's literally right in the middle of the park. There is no arena that was kind of built off to the side. You are on the rivers of America and you are sitting on the sidewalk. Um, there are yeah. There are a couple of... Um, dinner packages now that are available um, and you can just go to the Disneyland website and look them up because they change every so often um, but there are some that are available that do offer reserved seating so you're basically eating dinner and watching Fantasmic which is really cool um, but you you have to get there two yeah. three hours ahead of time to yeah. kind of stake your spot out yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's totally worth it. It's worth it to do it just once. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, I actually really like um, Mickey and the Magical Map. That's still there, yeah. right? It's yeah. cute, yeah. Really cute. Super cute show. I haven't seen that in forever either. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. cute, though, it's yeah. Really cute. Mm -hmm. um, the Frozen show at DCA 
is very good. Um, If you've seen it on the wonder, it's different from that. Um, But I mean, it's not the the sing along. Right. It's like an actual show. It's an actual show. So before Frozen was there in that theater for like forever, first time in forever, there was uh, Aladdin. (laughs) Well done, first time in forever. Um, But uh, it's they they're very well known for Broadway quality shows. Um, And I actually was very lucky I got to attend the premiere for Frozen when it debuted. and I just, I remember that they, they were so nervous because they hadn't gotten Elsa's dress to work in the rehearsals. And there's a point where she kind of walks up this magic staircase and it's like over the audience. Like you're looking up at Elsa, like it's over the audience. And I remember I just, wherever I happen to be seated, the state, the director comes like rushing up and like just crouches next to me. And she's like, was so nervous because <laughs> the staircase had been falling in rehearsals and like this was like a media thing right so like this wasn't just like day guests like we have to get this right or it is all over the internet type of situation and then like it worked and I heard her go and she just got up and like went to wherever her post actually was but they're Broadway quality shows and the Frozen one is fantastic so it's kind of like the Broadway show light you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like they, when they were creating the Broadway show, they came and saw this version and kind of took a lot of the little things that are in this show out to Broadway. So it's really cool. Yeah, because the DCA show came first. First, yeah, by like a year or two. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. All right, now let's talk about Must Ride. And specifically, let's talk, we talked a little bit about it last week in the listener mm-hmm. Q&A, talking about the differences between the Walt Disney World version and the Disneyland version and how there really isn't anything that you can skip just because it's in Walt Disney World. Yeah. So we right. Skip prefer- it because you don't like it, but not right. because you think they have it on yeah. the East Coast. And just to sort of sum that up, it's always better at Disneyland. It just yeah. is. And There's I'm like two rides, but it's always better at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, so refer to that if you want specifics on sort of that last week's episode episode 69 um but what are your must i saw that charlotte but what are your what are your must rides um Um, pirates of the caribbean definitely Mm -hmm. space mountain especially if they have an overlay going on um jungle cruise it's so it's different and they do a lot of overlays haunted mansion especially if it's haunted mansion holiday but regardless i i have to write it there Gosh, I have to write all of them. Guardians of the Galaxy, (laughs) formerly Tower of Terror. Um, Radiator Springs Racers, for sure. Yep. Um, What else? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yes. That's my first one. Um, Incredicoaster. Yeah. Love Incredicoaster. Um, Yeah, yeah, Indiana Jones, for sure. Um, All the ones that, you know, I have to write It's a Small World Hunt Mansion. I yeah. love Disneyland Haunted Mansion. I've never seen any of the overlays. I've only seen the classic version, but I love it. It's well, fantastic. Maybe let's talk about the overlays, right? Because Disney World doesn't do those. They did for a hot minute, but they don't. And and this goes back to Disneyland is a locals park. So what do we have to do to get these people to keep coming back? They want to yeah. see something new, right? Um, so they're constantly changing attractions in that they put these overlays or like we said last week now original Soren is back don't you think for a second I'm not going down to see that like I can't <laughs> no. wait 
cannot wait. Like the you easiest made way to drive off the road last week with your reaction to that. I'm so. very sorry, but that was a big moment, guys. <laughs> but like, there's there's two ways to get me to guarantee that I'm gonna drive myself down to Anaheim, and that is either put a new like a, a traction overlay or put out like a new seasonal cupcake or some kind of snack <laughs> that I have to do. Um, but the overlays. They, they're so you, much you hear that she can be bought with cupcakes <laughs> <laughs> anybody can buy me with cupcake you put a, a sprinkle on that cupcake i'm in i can't wait <laughs> um, i also did a blog post on walt disney world cupcakes for anybody who is interested in my favorite. i know but there's new ones have you seen the new ones this is totally, I know. This there's is totally Cinderella the, one. the gus gus cupcake yes. i can't I, I can't, know. and there will be one when we're there. Somebody should mail me one because I want one so bad. There will be one. No. I, I also did it. this when I lived in Celebration, too, as I saw there was a new cupcake, and so me and Copley would hop in the car and go yeah. get a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, back, I digress. Back to Disneyland. Back Disneyland. to Disneyland. Um, so they, there's a lot of attractions that get overlays. I think the Haunted Mansion is the most famous, and that's up from September through January because it gets to cover both holidays. Um, and I... I'm sorry, but the Haunted Mansion holiday is probably the best version of that ride anywhere. And I don't even like the movie. I don't even yeah. like the movie. Um, my personal favorite overlay, though, is Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy. Yeah. 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 It's terrifying and fun all at once. Like, you're basically just being chased through outer space by a, a red goblin that wants to kill you and bring you to hell. And it's fantastic. <laughs> um, Small World gets an incredible overlay for Christmas, Small World Holiday. You think you can't get Small World out of your head. Wait until you hear the Christmas song. I love it. Um, and, and it's just, it's beautiful. And like, you know, in Florida, they do the Christmas lighting on the castle. They light Small World because it's all outside and it's a billion lights. It's yeah. kind of like um, Osborne lights, but smaller. You yeah. know what I mean? Everything's yep. decorated. They uh, do um, the Jingle Cruise. Yes. And they do it really, really well. <laughs> yep. For, and then Guardians of the Galaxy for Halloween gets um, oh, Mission yeah. Breakout after dark. So it every like all the fun, bouncy, um, uh, like, you know, music, like the Jackson 5 and all that's gone. And now you're trying to save, like, collect all the monsters and kind of save yourselves from being eaten by the collector's monsters. Um, so every, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> sleeper hit of Disneyland guys Mater's Junkyard Jamboree it's my favorite ride in yeah. that park um, but they get a, a Halloween and a Christmas overlay um, and it's just it's the ride itself doesn't change but decorations are put up and you're basically do going to Mater's square dance and yeah. so during the regular attraction he's you know calling out square dances like a you know if you went to a traditional square dance but on the Halloween versions and the Christmas versions he changes his little songs into things for those those holidays and they're so funny like you, I would just stand in the line and listen to him <laughs> <laughs> that to me is worth the wait just so you can hear what he's singing yeah all right so anything else that's i think we've covered all of our topics but anything else any last minute tips for a walt disney world veteran who is planning their first trip to disneyland i have i have one thing Go. um uh, dining reservations can be made uh 60 days in advance but they're not as necessary to like get up early in the morning like you would at walt disney world at your 180 day window uh yeah, they're certainly good to have, but they are not this thing that you got to wake up, you know, first thing in the morning to do it. Um, and 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you have to do that every single day. It's not like it covers your entire stay. You have to do yep. one for Monday on this day, one for Tuesday on this day. Yeah, so at Disney exactly. World, you can do your entire, you know, that first day plus 10. So essentially your yeah. entire trip here again, because most people don't have big trips planned. It's just day by day, you would have to call in. So it's fine to wait until your last day and kind of just call them on. That's what I do. Um, (laughs) But I will say um, it used to be in the past, (laughs) excuse me, that you didn't need dining reservations. You do now need dining reservations. There's very few places you can walk up and eat. And I mean, even if you're making the dining reservations the day before or the morning of, that's fine too. You're going to find plenty of things, but if there is a place you really want to eat, and especially if that blue bayou is calling your name, just go ahead and make that reservation. You will be yeah. a lot happier for it. Yeah. Yeah. Character meals, things like Goofy's Kitchen and things in particular, you're going to want to have a reservation for. Believe so. it or not, we went down for Minnie's Moonlit Madness last week and Goofy's Kitchen was one of the ones that were coming up for dinner. I'm like, really? Goofy's Kitchen? But so again, it's not like Disney World where we're doing our things so far in advance and every right. bit of your trip has to be planned. Have a loose plan. If there's something you really, really want to do, book yourself a reservation for that. But otherwise, go and enjoy not having to have your entire trip scheduled. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah. it. Abandoned that whole, oh my gosh, but what am I gonna do? I don't I'm so used to doing this and I love on my spreadsheet abandon it yeah. and come and enjoy Disneyland. What do we say? Do less, do enjoy less, more. Enjoy more. Well done. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So coming up on the Patreon Extra, we want to hear all about Heather's birthday weekend. So oh, her birthday this past weekend, and she got to do a lot of really fun stuff. So we're going to talk about all of that. So if you are supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned. That will be um, that will be up next. And don't forget that you can watch us on YouTube. Um, you don't have to. This podcast will stay available on iTunes and all the other podcast apps. Um, so if you don't want to see the funny faces we're making, we are not at all offended. <laughs> Continue to listen to us. But if you do want to see all the ridiculous faces that we're making at each other while we film this, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash Disney Park Princess. And that is our channel. Uh, please like and subscribe. It really, really helps us because every time you get more and more subscribers, you get more and more stuff that you can do on YouTube. So it's a big help to us. Don't forget to visit our website at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Please follow us on Instagram and on Pinterest. Uh, and please consider supporting us on Patreon so that you can hear um, some of the bonus content and, or watch some of the bonus content because we do videos for the bonus content as well. You can do that at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Next week, get your cute Disney pajamas ready uh, because we are going to be doing our Disney Park Princess pajama party. We're going to be talking about planning a girls trip. We're calling it a girls trip because we are girls, but it could be a girls trip, no dis- guys trip, or whatever. No discrimination, a friend's yeah. getaway. We don't care. Friends getaway, whatever. We're calling it a girls trip because we happen to be girls. So uh, that is coming up next week. And, we and don't talk. pretend like if we say we want to go to a spa, you men don't want to go there either. <laughs> we're on to you. Yeah, we're on to you. We know you like to secretly <laughs> indulge in the facials and the pedicures and all of that stuff. So uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.